Amen. Our choir meets on Sunday afternoons at 5 o'clock. You're more than welcome to join them. Now, we need to get something straight. I'm already hearing comments about Florida and LSU. (laughs) Now, we've got to work on something. The last two years, LSU has won. But you notice what I've noted? You know what's happened? No. No. Is that when LSU wins, Florida people don't show up to church. All right. Now, I have an easy proposition. I will be here regardless who wins next week. Can you say that? And you say that. I'm going to be here if they win or lose. Now, you think some of the there are people, oh, I just didn't know what to do. I was, I was afraid I'd be made fun of. We only make fun of people like Paul Martin, who has a birthday today. <laughs> Woohoo, right? I rolled right in. I'm rolling. So next Sunday, regardless who wins, who loses, hopefully it won't be as late as last night's game, uh, we're going to be here. And have a great time in the Lord. We are glad that all of you are here. Uh, the Lord's been good today. The services have been good. A lot of things going on. Uh, but you know, God God is good. Amen. God is so good. And, and we have been blessed. I want to, uh, I don't know if you can see, but we, we've got people who were with us yesterday for uh, uh, Upwards who came to church today. And we're delighted to have some of them here. And, and guys, that's what, it's, what, that's what it's all about. I want you to take your Bibles. Turn to Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15, as we've been looking in God's Word in the book of Genesis for the last several weeks, let's look at what God is doing with Abram today. It says, After these events, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward will be great. But Abram said, Lord God, what can you give me since I... Am childless, and the heir of my household, Eliezer of Damascus. Abram continued, Look, you have given me no offspring, so a slave born in my house will be my heir. Now the word of the Lord came to him This one will not be your heir. Instead, one who comes from your own body will be your heir. Then he took him outside and said, Look, At the sky and count the stars. If you are able to count them, then he said to them, Your offspring will be that numerous. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur, or the Chaldeans, to give you this land to possess. But he said, Lord, God, how can I know that I will possess it? He said to him, bring me a three-year-old cow, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So he brought all these to him, cut them in half, laid the pieces opposite each other, but he did not cut the birds in half. Birds of prey came down on the carcasses, but Abraham drove them away. As the sun was setting A deep sleep came over Abram, and suddenly great terror and darkness descended on him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know this for certain, 
Your offspring will be your offspring will be resident aliens for 400 years in a land that does not belong to them and will be enslaved and oppressed. However, I will judge the nation they serve, and afterwards they will go out with many possessions. But you will go to your fathers in peace and be buried at a good old age. The fourth generation, they will return here for the iniquity of the Amorites has not, has not yet reached its full measure. When the sun had set and it was dark, a smoking fire pot, flaming torch appeared and passed between the divided animals. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, I give this land to your offspring from the brook of Egypt to the great river of the Euphrates River. And then we list a bunch of the kings of our, the, those of the its and the itsites and all those. So, what do we want to learn from this passage of Scripture this morning? Abraham was crying out to God. We find that there in verse 1, he calls out to the Lord. And you know, that is something we should be very familiar and something that we should do as well, is that we should be willing to cry out to the Lord. But as Abraham cried out to the Lord, we find there in verse 1, where he says, After these events, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. And this is what God said to Abraham. He said, Don't be afraid. I am your shield. Your reward will be great. In the Christian life, we have moments that sometimes we have doubts. Sometimes we maybe have even gone to the point where depression or where we just feel dark of heart. Abraham was looking and seeing what all God had been doing for him. And remember what all God had done for him up to this point. And Abraham started thinking, you know, we do that, don't we? Sometimes we're sitting there and we start thinking about this or that. We start thinking about our family. We start thinking about family members. We think of finances. We think of our job. We think of these different things. And sometimes we get down. Verse 2 says, But Abraham said, Lord, what can you give me since I am childless and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? Here we find that Abraham, like most of us today, was thinking about his life and some of the things that he came up with kind of got heavy upon him. You know, in life, sometimes things get heavy upon us. And, and, and really, what do we do when that takes place? The, the, it's made reference in this passage of Scripture is that the dark night of the soul. Where his soul, those dark nights that maybe he stays up at nights thinking about this or thinking about that. But for him, one of the number one things was his safety and his family. And that's why God said there in the first part of that verse, he said, Abraham, Abram, I am your shield. Now, God was reminding him of that. But what was Abraham thinking? He was thinking, me and my wife, we are childless. We don't have an heir. Now, in those days, that was very important to have an heir. And we know that in Abraham's life, this was something that he just couldn't let go. Even though God was saying, Abram, I've got a plan and you will have a son from your own being. Even though God told him that. And we know in a couple chapters, Abraham forgets that again and starts doing things on his own. 
You know, sometimes in our life, because of those dark nights, because of those moments in our soul when it goes to darkness, we forget about our faith and we forget about what God has promised. God was, was trying to said, say to Abraham, Abraham, listen. Listen to what I'm telling you. I will be your shield. Now, I know you don't carry around in your pocket. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. But you don't carry around in your pocket a uh, get-out-of-jail-free card. Do you have one of those in your pocket, Preston? Okay. All right. Preston does. I figured he would. He needs more than one. Right. I agree. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, what about us? There's times when some of us, including myself sometimes, allow those dark moments To overcrowd our soul. God is awesome. We sang about that this morning, didn't we? Miss Tara leads us in such a beautiful way in our music to show us a little something about our God. You know, living in LaBelle, we're fortunate. One of the things that I believe we're fortunate that in most evenings, if you want to go outside, you could see the beauty of the sky. Because we live more in a, in a rural area and we don't have as many streetlights or, or at least this week someone hadn't shot, shot them. But, uh, um, but, you know, you can see the beauty of the sky. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, that simple little thing of seeing the stars and the moon reminds me of the glory of God. I had one of the members this morning commented in the first service. I didn't realize this, probably should have, that, uh, you know, it's not... a it's not a short distance from the nearest star to here. It's something like 70,000 billion, something billion. In other words, if it was close, we would have already been there. Just think of how many is out there. How far away. Just the closest one is that. How big our universe is. But you know, sometimes it is hard to get caught down in the everyday thinking of things. And here we find Abraham at this moment was thinking about family and thinking about an heir. And, the, and, and God was saying, Abraham, listen to me. God's voice is still so important today, isn't it? And that's why in, in all the things that we do, I, I was teasing Tara this morning. She had two books out. I said, oh, she's going to be preaching this morning. And she said, no, I'm studying this word because I want to share a little bit about this and during the songs. But, you know, we need to listen to God. And, you know, there's so many, so many things out there today. You know, yesterday with all the kids that were running around here, uh, uh, you know, just encouraging them, the smiles. You know, uh, you know, like Preston said, you laugh, but at the same time, you're so excited for them. You know, they, they're running, and maybe it's the right way, maybe it's not. I, I love the one that just fell off the bench, you know, and just, just crashed before he even got out to the field. But he got up and was smiles and was ready to go. God is exciting, isn't he? What is God as our Father doing? He's out there, oh, I told you you'd mess up. No, God is there on the side. Come on, man, let's go, let's go, let's go. Excited for us. He wants us to listen to him. God knew that that Abraham had some legitimate concerns, but God said, look, I'm going to be your shield. I'm going to be there for you. Yes, this land I'm sending to you for 400 years. They're going to have a bunch of bad people in it, but I will deliver this land to you and your family. You don't have to worry. 
Guys, I want us to see that in our world today, the Bible tells us about dark days. It tells us about all these things that are happening today. But God is saying, I am your shield and look to me and I will protect you and give you the provision that you need. And so Abraham started to look. And he saw that God had promised him these things. You know, I believe it is good to share your concerns with God. I believe it is. I think God wants you to share. Because, let me tell you, people want to preach that if you're a good enough Christian, you'll never have concerns. Let me tell you, that's not in the Bible. You're going to have concerns. And you're a good Christian. But you will have concerns. And what do you do with those concerns? I love the little song that says, have a little talk with Jesus. Because it will make it all right. We need to see that God is looking, that God is, is there for us. You know, when that, the bleakness comes, when those black moments come, when we feel like there's no hope, instead of looking down, let's look up. I have been fascinated of the... the, 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 the <laughs> I, I, I thought it was made up at first, but, the, but I realized it, it, it's real, of, of people walking... With their cell phone walking straight into a sign, hit themselves and kind of look like, and just keep on going. Or other people in, a, in, a, in an urban city walking, you know how they have little fountains? They're looking at their phone and walk right into the fountain. Now, I haven't seen y'all do that yet. Now, I know sometimes we're on our phones a lot, but, but you know, sometimes in life we, we get either hooked on something, we don't even know what's going on, or we get down. And that's when I believe God is saying, look, God is saying, look up, look up. On my computer, and I always give my computer in my office a hard time, because I feel like it gives me a hard time. The other day, it took 30 minutes for it to load, and I don't know, I just said, God, I guess you're trying to teach me patience. But after it finally loaded, it had this beautiful picture on it. I thought to myself, why couldn't we just got to that picture? And, and I clicked on the picture because I wanted to know where it came from. And it was from Vietnam. It was just a beautiful picture. And I was looking at that. But, you know, in our world sometimes we're thinking of the drudgery. We're thinking of the hard things. We're thinking about, man, what if this don't happen? What if this? And, you know, and, and we're not looking up. We're just looking down. And, 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 and God said, look, just, just look up. God, to me, is the greatest artist there is. To look at his handiwork, to look at creation, to look at the stars and the moon, to look at the nebula, to look at the pictures that come from space, it just reminds me to look up and to look to God. And then to, to see the importance to believe the promises. And, and God was saying, Abraham, I promise that I'm going to do this. And and. Abraham saw God fulfill one promise after another. You see, this morning, we need to believe God, don't we? Amen. Can we believe God? Sure we can. And God wants to share righteousness with us. 
Now, I know maybe that's a big word, and maybe that's a word we don't completely understand. But yes, he wants to provide promises, but he wants to bring that righteousness upon us. Or, you know, you think of in the New Testament where it says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us are sinners. All of us have come short. But God, even in the Old Testament, God says, I have got the righteousness that you need. And that's what God was telling Abraham. I will make you right to where you need to be. God demands that we have perfect righteousness. And so God was showing Abraham the importance of works. Of working and, 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 and but also believing and having that faith. And then God says, Abraham, even when you're gone, this land will be a visual. This land will be the place that Israel will live. Even after you're gone, this will be here. And so Abraham and God had a covenant. And that's why you have these animals split apart. And the birds, well, the, the scavengers were descending, but Abraham was trying to keep that. And, and then God was there. God has made a covenant with us and we need to remember we're not alone unless we make ourselves alone. God is there. God is mighty. God is strong. Look up to see that God is there. He is still on his throne. He has not come off his throne. He is still there. And he will give us what we need to continue. The Bible says that Abraham at this point, Preston, 175 years, was a, of a good old age. 175, that's a good old age. But God wasn't done with Abraham. And God's not done with us. Remember when you were smaller? I, I love, you know, when our kids were smaller, when we were smaller. <laughs> or maybe I want to use the word younger. And kids would look at us or look at people that were in their 30s and call them old. You know, now we said, that's not old. Now we're in our 60s. <laughs> what did you say, Ms. Gunda? That's not old, thank you. That's not old. But we let that get to us, don't we? Well, I can't do anything. But you know, have you noticed the number of people God used who was up in age? Isn't it amazing sometimes how some of our more mature members are able to put their loving arms about a, around a small child and bring a peace that that child just calms down. See, God does that. God uses us. So don't let our age stop us. Don't let our size stop us. Don't let a, those things say, God, I want to look to you and all things are possible. Amen? All things are possible. And we serve a mighty God. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, for just 
Lord, how big you are. May we just stop and think how big you are, Lord. Your presence is not limited to this room. Your presence is not limited to the size of the state of Florida. But Lord, may we see how awesome you are and how mighty you are. And we ask this, Lord, in your son's name. Amen. We invite you to stand as we sing. And if you would like for someone to pray with you or if you'd like to come to the altar and pray, you come as we sing.